On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, our eyes go to Okotoks for chats with a dog's coach and a young athlete hoping to make an impression at a national tournament there. Welcome to episode 41 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. One of our favorite things to do is chat with veteran baseball players and coaches about their travels in the sport. One of the fascinating characters you'll find around Seaman Stadium in Okotoks is Joe Surgent. The lefty was a 21st round selection of the Florida Marlins back in 1999 and found himself all over North America during the next decade. That included a three-year stint with the Calgary Vipers, pitching in 44 games between 2008 and 2010. He later made the city home and, over the last three years, has been part of the Okotoks Dogs and the Dogs Academy staff. Our own Ian Wilson wrote a great story on Surgent, which you can find on albertadugoutstories.com. Here now is their conversation. You were drafted by the Marlins. Uh, you're an American-born guy. Tell me about how you came to baseball and started out playing in the in the first place. Um, you know, I just loved the game right right when we got it. Um, you could always have there's pictures of me at one and two years old with the, with the ball in my hand, and and it was great growing up in San Francisco. Uh, I would go to Candlestick Park. Uh, me and my buddies would skip school, and and at 16 years old, I had my license, and we we. You know, we'd each have six dollars on us, and it is is five fifty to get into the bleacher seats in Candlestick Park, and it has some bonds in it. It's heyday, and yeah. we'd go to the left field bleachers, and we'd get there early for batting practice, and and just watch 20, 30, 40 games a year, mm-hmm. um, watching him play and watching guys, and, and just being able to be around baseball my whole life. It, it just it makes you love the game so much. You get drafted by the Marlins. You you get as high as as Double A. I've been told that you had some some battles. I think it was with Brad Penny on it for rotation spots at one point of your career. Right? Just tell me about being in that organization and what I guess what transpired when you were with the Marlins. Oh man, it was it was wild. Uh, you know, it was fun because I had uh, one year our starting staff. We had you know we had. <laughs> Brad Penny and Josh Beckett and Dontrell Willis and AJ Burnett and Jason Grilly was on a rehab assignment there and, and Nate Robertson ended up having a uh, uh, a little bit with the with the Tigers and then and then there's me you know <laughs> and uh, you know you, you know you're and you're in the in the mix of with these guys and you don't really think much of it and then after you get out of that and you see them more the World Series and and uh, you go. I go to another organization, and they see what are, where I came from, and, and I never really noticed how um, special that group was, and how much we pushed each other, and how good I became as a pitcher just being around those guys. It was, it was amazing. To you didn't think about it at the time, but once you got out of it, and you were in another or, organization, you're doing well, and you notice, you, you finally notice, like, wow, I, I, I actually am a good, good pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a real confidence booster. Just like, I guess, at what point did you realize that that you were a good pitcher? Um, pro- professionally, I, I thought I became really good. Um, I remember, I remember my first outing. My first outing, I, I go into the Lowell. I'm in. We're playing the Red Sox, and I'd just been signed. Um, and you know. They had me just throw a bullpen that day because the Marlins mandated that you throw two bullpens before you can go. So I threw my second bullpen that day, and then they're like, "All right, tomorrow you'll be live." And I'm like, okay, you know, so I'm just sitting down the bullpen late in the game, and 
it's 5-4 us, first and third, one out, I can remember this. And our closer goes into the game. And he's throwing, he's warming up, and I'm just kind of hanging out and down and down in the bullpen. And then all of a sudden I see some guy run, sprint out of the bullpen. And uh, they uh, they um, say, Joe, you got to get hot. And I was like, what? Yeah, I go, he's out there. Like, no, you got to get hot right now. It's like, just probably throw six, seven pitches. And uh, sure enough, they'd forgotten the guy in the lineup card. So... <laughs> And I come, my first out of my professional career, and I'm in place and playing the Red Sox, and and I remember I got the count to three one. I was so nervous, and the guy hits an absolute line drive on the three one pitch to the second baseman. Guy catches it, lines and goes, uh, tags the guy out at first, and we got to save. I got saved first outing. I, was, I thought I was the top of the world, and then the next outing I went out, and the first two guys I faced hit home runs off me. And I thought I was like, oh man, I was like, man, I really got to learn how to pitch a little bit. And I threw, I remember throwing a changeup to the next guy, and he swung wildly and missed. And I was like, now I belong. Now yeah. I belong. This is where I belong. Yeah. So, and sure enough, I ended up throwing uh, 19 innings in that uh, short season. I gave up one more run the entire time. So, and kind of rest is history after that, you know. What pre- precipitated your exit from the Marlins? Was it injury that caught up with you, or, or what happened there? You know, everyone says it has a story and stuff like that, but you know what? There are just guys better than me. That, that's what it came down to. I was I was good, but um, when you're in an organization with, you know, Penny and, and Willis and, you know, Cy Young winners and, you know, Miguel Cabrera was there and Adrian Gonzalez was there, um, just talent on end. Um, you know, guys got to go. And, you know, I just wasn't as good. I wasn't as good as them, and, you know, and, I'm okay with it. I, you know, I became a successful pitcher and a coach, and you know, at the end of the day, I just wasn't good enough. <laughs> uh, after that, you did, uh, you, you stuck with it. You were playing indie ball, and you ended up playing for uh, for Calgary Vipers. Is that what ultimately kind of brought you to Alberta to to stay? Yeah, it was a funny conversation. Like I was, I was in Fargo, and after those seven season, I was like, you know, I'm done. Um, I, just, I kind of, kind of just. You know, 11 years, I played eight years, and I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm happy. And then I remember uh, Evan Grissel called me, and cause we, were, we were teammates in the Marlins, and he was in Calgary. He calls me up, and he's like, hey, he's like, you coming back this year? I'm like, what? And it ended up being, he uh, dialed the wrong number. He dialed, <laughs> he actually, I dialed Adam Shorcher's number, who is the former coach in uh, Mad Hat, and he played with us. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this isn't Adam. And he goes, this is Joe. He goes, oh, hey. He's like, you want to come play for Calgary? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do, actually. And they just moved to the Golden League. So I'd yeah. grown up on the West Coast. My parents and my mom had never seen me play professionally. Yeah. I was like, you know, I've always wanted to end my career on the West Coast. And so kind of I signed, signed the next day, and uh, that was that. And you were there for a few years. It wasn't just a short mm-hmm. stint with the Vipers. What was the uh, – I heard there's – there's all kinds of stories from the Viper days, but what uh, what kind of impression did did that team and that experience leave on you? Oh man, that was the greatest. <laughs> that that team was, um, that 09 team was probably the most fun I've ever had in professional baseball. Is that the championship uh, yeah. year? Yeah. That was the championship year. We had a bunch of guys, a bunch of returners from that 08 team that got walked. We were we were walked off in the 08 eight championship series. We took a one run lead in the bottom of the ninth. And Orange County came back and beat us. That was Gary Carter's team, yeah. and uh, it just it stung so bad for us. We we battled all year, got back, got a chance to win the championship, lost. Um, so we brought everybody back, and we're like, we're gonna do one more one more run at this. Uh, 
and just the group of guys we had, we had you know older guys kind of at the end of their career mixing with a couple young guys um, that we just wanted to win we wanted one more championship and that's all we wanted we wanted nothing else we didn't care about stats we didn't care about anything we wanted to win at the end of the day we just wanted a dog pile one time and uh sure enough we got it and so and then uh, i think your last professional pitching was with yuma if i'm not mistaken was that the canseco series when he was in town <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> me um me brent cooper uh actually it was, it was brian rios that uh, former player, he coached up here, and he actually coached Mike Soroka. And uh, Rios, me and Rios were coaching, and together with PBF. And uh, Rios goes, "Hey, he's like, um, John Azinga and Jeff Reborn are gonna play for the Yuma team. They need, they need players. They're like, do you want to come out of retirement and play one weekend?" I was like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> and they're like, Canseco's on the team. I was like, you know, you can't pass this up. It's Jose Canseco. <laughs> so me, Rios. Jeff Reborn, and then Brent Cooper. We all we all joined the team for just a weekend, and uh, we played Jose Canseco. Yeah. And uh, I was I was impressed of how big he was. How huge, he was a massive person. Hands I've never seen a pair of hands on a human being like him. And uh, hit homers and stuff like that. And it was funny because you know he was at the end of his career, and uh, it is what it is with him. And uh, I just remember him. Coming out of the game, uh, we we get down to the game and, and and we'd won that night somehow, and we'd all showered. And I remember he he was like, all right, where's the place to go? And we said Mooses, and he's like Mooses, and he I remember he put up on a blazer, no undershirt, a blazer like a sport coat blazer, and he and he had jeans, sport coat blazer, and he goes, all right, I'm ready to go. And we're like, really? And he goes, yep, I'm ready to go. And we went out that night, and, and, and you know, it was a great time. Who needs a shirt if you're Jose Canseco, right? I know, right? You, you know, you hit close to 500 homers in, in the show. You ain't got to tell me anything, you know. Uh, so after that, tell me how you ended up with the Dogs organization. What uh, what was the process there, and, and how did you end up here? Uh, you know, I was in Calgary coaching and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, um, I was coaching at Absolute Baseball Academy forever, and you know they great organization. Loved loved being there. Um, you know they wanted to go to different direction, and you know and and uh, Okotoks is here, and um, Okotoks came calling for me, and after that, and just it's been a match made in heaven ever since. So how many years now with the Dogs? This is my third year. This is my third year. You know, and I love every second of it. You know, just, you know I'm a teacher now, and you know I kind of. Kind of this place kind of uh, kind of showed me like who I who I can become as a person and, and, and stuff like that and kind of kind of changed my views of uh, going from player to kind of adult uh, coach and stuff yeah. like that now. Okay. So how many uh, how many of the stories like the ones that you've shared with us here uh, do you do you share with the players or do they ask you about those those playing days? <laughs> uh, every once in a while they do. I kind of kind of stay off of them. You know, <laughs> I try to stay away from my playing days yeah. anymore. I'm kind of old washed up. And if they asked, I tell them, but. Yeah. Um, I try to keep it more for them now, you know. Yeah. My 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 days are over. I think one of my favorite one of my favorite things I've ever read was a story from Aubrey Huff. He wrote and uh, about an athlete dies twice. Um, you die dies as a, as a player and he dies a human. And uh, you know, when I stopped playing and um, stuff like that, you, you die as a player. Mm-hmm. And now it's their time. And, and so I I try to make it. Um, as much as about them as possible, you know. Try to try to keep myself. I don't I don't need any 
limelight. I've I've had my my time's already passed. You know, <laughs> I'm all washed up. I'm a washed up player now. But these guys, these guys, are, you know, now I get to live the dream. Last question. You, it, not entirely accurate. You do still pitch a bit in FNBA and the, the senior men's circuit. Tell me about that experience and why why that's important to you to, to get out there. And I, from what I've heard uh, from Brent Cooper and, and Jordy Alexander and other guys in, in the local baseball scene, you can you can still throw it pretty good and still strike out a few batters here and there. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I guess you know that that part of me never dies. You know, yeah. uh, they, you want the competitiveness in you, and, yeah. and I always wanted to say, you know, I. I have a daughter come in and I want my kids one day to see me as like, oh, dad would actually played one day. Um, <laughs> so I, if I could hang on to a little bit of uh, arm that I have left and, and F&B, the men's league there is just, it's becoming, a, it's a really fun time. I mean, a lot of guys, you know, they talk about beer league and, you know, it's, it's just one of those things, but it's, it's a fun time. It's, you see a lot of ex guys, you see a lot of ex players, you see a lot of ex, uh, coaches still playing that league and you know what it is what it is and it's, it's yeah. a fun league I, I really enjoy coming there and throwing to the guys and uh, trying to li- relive my youth and stuff like that <laughs> good stuff that's it for me but, but thank you very much yeah thank you a few weeks ago, we chatted with Baseball Canada women's national team rising star Madison Willen about her multi-sport aspirations, and she alluded to a trip she was taking to Florida. She was talking about the Major League Baseball Girls Breakthrough Series. As it turned out, she was one of four Canadians and one of two Albertans to be heading south of the border. The other was 16-year-old Ellie Jesperson. Widely regarded as a rising star on the baseball Alberta scene, she is the reigning 15U Girls Player of the Year in the province and won the 13U Award back in 2015. Jesperson also comes from a long line of family members who have succeeded in the sport and will have the chance to play with two of her sisters, Carrie and Robin, at the upcoming Baseball Canada Women's National Championship. Now that's being held in Oak Tokes July 4th through 7th and I caught up with Jesperson earlier this week. Ellie, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. Let's talk about, first off, your recent trip to Florida. How did that all go? How did it feel to be a part of this massive contingent and also to have a, a teammate in Madison Willen along for the ride as well? Oh, it was a really cool experience, and I'm, I was really happy that Madison got to come with me because... Um, we were two of four Canadians to go, so it's always nice knowing someone. Uh, we met a lot of new people, and it was really cool experience to be able to meet um, the top 65 female baseball players from the U.S. and Canada. What all did you go through? You play a lot of games. Did you get a lot of tutorials? Walk us through your typical day down there. Uh, well, the first two days, we did more like practicing and um we split into groups and had hitting station um infielders group and then an outfielders group and after we were done our practicing we had like meetings and we got spoken to by different girls who played at the national level and like they talked about how they got there and so that was cool to see what they had to do in order to get to the national level what did you take away from that experience what did you learn not only as a baseball player but also maybe even as a person uh well i learned that in order to get to that level you really need to work hard and always have the positive attitude especially in baseball because 
well, baseball's a game of failure because mm-hmm. you can't worry about if you made an error or struck out or threw a bad pitch. You always need to keep the level-headed mindset. And you also can't get too high. Like, if you make a good play or um, get a big hit, you always need to be focused on the next pitch or the next play. What did it mean to you to get that invite to go down to this session? Uh, it was really incredible that I got to go. And um, I was really happy to be able to play with all the different girls and promote women's baseball. Now you're obviously back home and you're getting ready as well to uh, to play for the provincial team in Okotoks in uh, just under a week now. Talk about that experience and, and being able to uh, represent your own province now. Yeah, I'm getting really excited. It's coming up right after this weekend. This is the first time I'll be able to play with um, both my sisters, so that's also really exciting. And I'm really happy I get to play on that provincial team. I wouldn't have gotten here without a lot of help from coaches and um, people who've inspired me to stay in the pursuit of baseball. Speaking of those people who have inspired you, I'm curious, let's go back to the very beginning and what got you into baseball in the first place and especially, uh, and and even just your family. I mean, you guys have a pretty big name in baseball circles. Uh, Well, I started baseball because my sister Carrie did. And the reason she started was because of Chris James. He um, works for Baseball Alberta, Women's Baseball Alberta. And um, he always told or coached us when we were young and told us to try out for the provincial team. And he really helped us get into that stuff. And so that he was one of the major like influences on me. Who inspires you? Uh, one of the biggest people who inspired uh, inspired me when I was young is Nicole Luchansky because she was on the national team and she played second base and that's the position I play. So I always wanted to be like her and play on the national team just like she did. From a life perspective, who do you give credit to for getting you as far as you've already gotten in your young career? Um, well, my parents have really helped me, um, helping me like what teams to try out for, who to play for. Um, and also my coaches, I have really good coaches here in Parkland County and there's just so many who've, um, helped me get to where I am. When you look ahead, what's your goal? What would you love to do in this sport? Uh, My goal from the very beginning has been to play on Team Canada. So I've been doing everything I can to try to get there. What do you think you got to do to get to that point? Well, we do. I'm playing in the the Nationals coming up uh, in a week here. And uh, a lot of it depends on how well you play in the tournament because that's what they're looking at. It's like the main tryout. So I really got to have a good tournament there. What does it mean to you when you get words of encouragement and people saying such high regarded things about you and your level of play? I know in talking to a couple of people uh, around the women's game here is there they keep saying is you got to be looking out for this kid because she's she's going to go places. What does that mean to you? Well, it's encouraging and it's also it adds a lot of excitement for me to try to do better and get to where I want to be.
for those who might be listening who have a young girl or maybe there is a young girl listening to you right now, what words of advice would you have for them to stick through and continue to play baseball as long as they can? Oh, yeah. I would just tell them keep playing. Um, Women's baseball is growing, and uh, it's always good to see young women baseball players keep going in baseball and get to high levels. Absolutely. Ellie, well, you're getting there yourself. Uh, Congratulations on all that you've accomplished so far, and all the best as you uh, represent our province at Nationals in Okotoks. Thank you so much for having me. If you're interested in heading to the Nationals, single day and tournament passes are available. All you got to do is contact the dogs. Big thanks again to Joe and Ellie for joining us on the podcast this week. And as always, thanks to you for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, leave us a rating and a review as those actions will help us spread the word about the podcast. Until next time, thanks again for all your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.